Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Got a lot to get to. Great show. My man, the old P, Petros Papadakis, will join us in 25 minutes. Fox Sports College football analyst. We'll try and figure out how Clay Helton still has a job. He is a former USC football player and an advocate for change. In Troy, Brandon Whedon's going to join us for a first round draft pick of the Browns. Wait to hear what Odell Beckham Jr. said earlier today. OBJ going to OBJ. And then RJ Bell. If you haven't heard straight out of Vegas, really cool show. Gets you ready for all the games of the night with all the lines 
of the night. It's called Straight Out of Vegas. RJ Bell's uh, company, pregame.com, sets all the lines, handles, I mean, I mean uh, gives all the lines to the Associated Press. So th- there's a there's a lot there's a lot to get to. Woo, a lot to get to. So I am. Um, I'm fascinated by this. Cowboys, Bears, Thursday night football. Now, Cowboys, Bears, Thursday night football. This is not the final exam, but this is the exam before the final exam. Do you remember the drop ad date in college? Who remembers that? Um, when I was in college, the, the the class that I struggled the most with at Oklahoma State was statistics. Now, it, it wasn't that the class was that hard. Um, it wasn't that the class was that hard. It, it was more. It, it was more that you had to keep up daily with the work, you know, that everything was a. It went from A to B to C to D to E to F to all the way to Z. And if you kept up with the work, you could apply the formulas. I think uh, Deborah Masters was my teacher. I believe that's her name. If you went to Oklahoma State, you'll remember. Um, You can feel free to tweet me at Gottlieb Show. And the first test, you know, it incorporates some of the things you already knew, some of the things you had learned. I took the class the first semester of my junior year. Keep in mind, I transferred to Oklahoma State as a sophomore. I didn't sit out. So when I I sat out of junior college the year before. So when I got there, I went from somebody no one knew or recognized to a basketball star in, in a small pond, big fish in a small pond. Now I'm I'm very I'm okay with the fact that I wasn't close to the best player on my first on any of my teams. But I was, you know, there's five guys to start. I was one of them. And um, everyone knew who I was. So some first semester of junior year, by then, you know, it's kind of a dude. And a couple of my teammates who were younger were in the same class. A couple of my buddies were in the same class. It was a big lecture hall of about four or 500 people. And so we'd sit back there and this is back in the day of flipping a note to a girl, you know? talking with your dudes. And I had a teammate named Mike Johnson, straight A student, couldn't remember a play, but couldn't forget an assignment. Unbelievable in the, in the classroom, just couldn't remember basketball plays. And Mike kind of helped us along early on and maybe helped us along during test day. But once you get to that third test where the day you receive your grades is the drop ad date, you got to make a decision. Right? Are you in this thing for the long haul or are you going to drop it only to have to redo it again at some other point? And I remember walking into that third test and I looked at the sheet. I thought to myself, what language is this written in? Because I had been, you know, copying homework, borrowing answers on, uh, on quizzes and tests. You know, all the different little things that dudes do when they're not keeping up with the work on a daily basis. And she wouldn't have known because she didn't, I don't even think she graded the homework. You just simply had to turn it in. The grades were based upon the tests, but you can't fake it once you get to the third test. 
First test was like a B. Second test was like a C. Third test, it, it might have been, might as well have been written in hieroglyphics. I had no idea what it said. I tried to fill out some of the answers. I walked up, turned the test in. The next day, I went to my counselor and I said, I got to drop, I got to drop statistics. Now, one of the crowning achievements of my college academic career was the next year when I had no friends in the class. I got through, I think I got like a B in the class, but I did it on my own. I went and did office hours. I really felt like I achieved something. My point on the drop ad date is that's where we seem to be tonight on Thursday Night Football. Right, the Bears lose and Mitch Trubisky doesn't play well. Suddenly now, they're very much in the market for a quarterback. I know what we all think is that, hey, they're pot committed to this quarterback. They're pot committed to this quarterback because, well, they traded up to get the number two pick. But they feel like they have an elite level defense. They feel like they're close, the the. The Lions aren't close. Most people don't believe in Kirk Cousins against an elite-level defense. And, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is incredible. But do we really fear the Packers' defense or the rest of their team? The answer is no. Ryan Pace knows he got to win. They won last year, not winning this year. And if if Mitch Trubisky's not the guy, you don't re-up him. You, don't, you get rid of him. You move on. That's the beauty to these rookie contracts. You're not committed to $50 million the way you were with Sam Bradford and the Rams, right? It stands to reason if this is a poor performance against the Dallas Cowboys, that they will mentally move on. And they should. There's options out there. Potentially Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, Marcus Mariota, right? Like Marcus Mariota in that system where you have to be athletic, you have to move, a lot of dink and dunk passing, but you have to be smart, like Marcus Mariota is a great reclamation project. As well as the upcoming NFL draft, which is loaded with quarterbacks outside of Tua, who's a project because we don't know how he comes back from hip surgery. If the Bears lose or Mitch Trubisky plays poorly, even maybe in a squeak out win, and I still think the Bears might get, but if you win, sometimes you convince yourself you can get by. That's what they did last year. But let's say he plays poorly again. The Bears have options. And the thing about options is what Chris Rock likes to say. Man is basically as faithful as his options. Right? Man is basically as faithful as his options. I mean, look, Jerry Jones earlier this week said, in my opinion, Jason Garrett will be coaching in the NFL next year. Right? So he said he did not say he'll be coaching the Dallas Cowboys next year. He said in the NFL next year. Everyone knows the pressure is on the Cowboys. And to this point, they've beaten all of the non-playoff teams. And I don't know how you look at the standings, but from my eye, the Bears are a non-playoff team. If we go from you can't beat playoff teams, to you can't beat non-playoff teams with quarterbacks who people don't believe in. Now, what would Jason Garrett? Right? Like the only teams they've beaten are the bad teams, and specifically the teams in their division. You can't beat the Bears? How good are you actually? And then you look at the options that are sitting there for Jerry Jones, Urban Meyer, maybe Lincoln Riley. Heck, a, a guy who's been to a Super Bowl recently just got fired from the Carolina Panthers. 
didn't he? And he coached a quarterback who's a lot like Dak, SEC, runner. They won based upon their run game, their defense, and, and their quarterback was the MVP that year. You don't think Ron Rivera would be a, would be a great sale for Jerry Jones to replace like his, basically his other son who's been the head coach? Jerry Jones knows he has options and those options become much more readily available, much easier to go to. If you lose tonight, if you lose tonight, you fail this test. This is drop ad day. You're like, man, we're out or when you get an A or a B, you stick with it. Fine. You just get through it. Whatever. C's for degrees. You get a D or an F drop that sucker. Just drop it. Redo it next year. That's where we are tonight with Thursday Night Football. It's a really important game. You know, and, you know, it's played outdoors. It's played in Soldier Field. And there's, uh, I, you know, the guys on Fox do a great job. It'll be cold. You know, it'll feel like football. But more than anything, just look at it like you looked at that third test. Not the final, but the test that made you decide whether or not you stuck with the class. Because if you lose... Now, all of a sudden, you got to figure out your options. And there's a plenty of options at quarterback this offseason. Phillip Rivers could be available. Not under contract next year. Tom Brady could be available. Again, that doesn't mean you're going to get Tom Brady in Chicago or get Phillip Rivers, but if they move, somebody else becomes readily available. That's the way, that's the way it works. Man is basically as faithful as his options. And both of these teams have options, and they will mark it down, explore those options, Whoever loses tonight. That's Thursday Night Football in a nutshell. I want to congratulate Odell Beckham Jr. He's officially put himself in rarefied air. Really special, special group. Tell you about that group next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So Odell Beckham Jr. was at a uh, press conference. This was earlier today, I believe. He joined Rarified Air. Take a listen when he was asked about his future. No one knows what the future holds like tomorrow. Like, I, don't, right, okay. I, I couldn't tell you what's going to happen. I couldn't sit here and, and tell you whether I'm going to be here, want to be here, don't want to be here. This is exactly where I'm at now, and I wouldn't rather be anywhere else. It's something that, like I said, God has a plan. In the offseason, everything will figure itself out. God has a plan. It's interesting to talk about John Dorsey and call him God right there in front of us. I want to I want to say this, okay? Um, I'm not a super religious man, but I'm also not an atheist, right? so I'm in the middle there. I th- I think I fit in with them, honestly, with the majority of most people in the United States. Can I just tell you this? I don't believe that God actually has a plan for football, basketball, and baseball players. I don't think He's up there going like, 
Hold on, we got the got Al Qaeda. We got uh, ISIS. We got United States. We got Saudi Arabia. We got Russia. Hold on, what? Yeah, I I got a plan for Odell Beckham Jr. Just let me get to it. But you know, I got <laughs> I got well, you know, I, I got a plan for everything. I'll, I'll get to it. Oh, Tua Tavagaloga got hurt because God has a plan. Like, look, I love sports. I, I do. It, it's a healthy living for me. It's a great outlet for all of us to not worry about real life, whether or not our president's going to be impeached or who's going to run against him or how that goes or all these, you know, the school shootings or all the other mess or, you know, uh, housing prices and the homeless problem. Sports is a great aside. And it is a great life. And I push my kids, to my, my son, to be a multi-sport athlete, not because I think he's going to be a pro, but just I think it teaches him so many lessons for life. And it keeps him away from Fortnite and off the devices. But if, if wait, so God, does God only have a plan for Tua and for Odell Beckham Jr.? I, I, I do think we get, especially as athletes, we get a little self-centered. And the idea that Odell Beckham Jr. during their time of, is despair a, a, a fair word? despair is the word I'm looking for during their time when we need guys to just be all in right during their time of here's a better one the most adversity they have faced and it has been an adversity filled season Odell Beckham Jr. puts himself in the air of Terrell Owens he does he becomes a T.O. type of yeah, he's really talented. But remember, the Giants gave him away after paying him a bunch of money and feel better because of it. There hasn't been one time this year where the Giants are like, you know, we miss Odell Beckham Jr. Zero people miss him. And this is why. John, can I play that cut one more time? I want you to take a listen to everything this man says. And you start to understand why this team, though talented, sucks. Okay, it's a bad football team because you are who your best player is. This is their most talented player after losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who's playing a four-string quarterback, playing a backup running back. They don't have their best wide receiver. You lose to your arch rival, and this is what he has the balls to say. No one knows what the future holds like tomorrow. Like, I, don't, right, okay. I, don't, I couldn't tell you what's going to happen. I couldn't sit here and, and tell you whether I'm going to be here, want to be here, don't want to be here. This is exactly where I'm at now, and I wouldn't rather be anywhere else. It's something that, like I said, God has a plan. In the offseason, everything will figure itself out. No one can tell you if I want to play. Yes, you can. You can tell us. You can say that. Even if you don't mean it, that's what you have to say. Right? Try that out with you on your wife. Honey, God's got a plan. No one can tell us if I'll be here next year. You know, I'm, I'm happy because I'm here right now, but no one can really tell us if I want to be here next year. Try that one out. Try it out at your work. You know, I go in to see Don Martin. Hey, how you doing there, fella? You know? I go in to see Scott Shapiro. I'll be like, no one can tell you if I want to be here or not. I'm here now, though. But God has a plan. God has a plan. I mean, think, think about what, what the hell's the matter with this dude? 
don't you un- do you not get it? And and if 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 you said, hey, look, and he's not an idiot. Yeah, I want to point this out. He is not a dumb person. Odell Beckham Jr. is a bright cat. He's just a complete egomaniacal narcissist that we've all fed and social media has fed. And he had a great one-hand catch. And first four years, uh, talent-wise are great. He still doesn't know that the boat that the boat party was a bad thing. He like just doesn't get it. But it, he's under contract with the Browns until 2023. Didn't they change his deal right when they got there? They, they, they like reworked his deal to make it better for him because he pouted because he didn't want to be in Cleveland. And like, look, he's gone six straight games, not a hundred yards receiving. If he simply said like, look, I'm, if I'm just being honest, I'm frustrated. We're all frustrated. We think we have a talented team. We think we're better than how we're playing and we got to figure it out. But you know what? I'm all in. I'm a Cleveland Brown. My contract says I'm Cleveland Brown. This is my home. I want to make it work. What are you doing? If you want to know why the Browns suck, just play that answer for one of your friends. That's a guy under contract through 2023 saying, God has a plan. I don't know. No one can know if I want to be here or not. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C. And trending topics on social media. As well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's check in with the old P. The best radio show, a local radio show, maybe in the country, definitely in uh, Southern California, is called uh, PMS. That's Petros and Money Show. Uh, it's co-hosted by the old P, who's also a college football analyst for Fox Sports. He's Petros Papadakis. He's a former USC star running back, and he joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, before I get to your alma mater, I want to play for you something that Odell Beckham Jr. said earlier today, and, and you just feel free to react, okay? Remember, they, they just lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the okay. Steelers had a fourth-string quarterback nicknamed Duck. As their quarterback, right? Duck as their quarterback. I, Duck yeah, Hodges. I know Duck. Okay, Duck Hodges. And didn't have a starting running back. Uh didn't have didn't have your boy at wide receiver. Uh didn't have Juju Smith Schuster. Like didn't have any of their okay. dudes. And didn't have their starting center, Marquise Pouncey, because he was defending his quarterback a couple weeks ago. And this was OBJ when asked about his future. No one knows what the future holds like tomorrow. Like, I, don't, right, okay. I, don't, I couldn't tell you what's going to happen. I couldn't sit here and, and tell you whether I'm going to be here, want to be here, don't want to be here. This is exactly where I'm at now, and I wouldn't rather be anywhere else. It's something that, like I said, God has a plan. In the offseason, everything will figure itself out. Go ahead, P. Uh, that- Say things that sound a little bit about AJ. Wait, wait, you're 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 cutting in and out. Let me just let me just kind of re. You want to let's get it re-racked here because this is what Petros does best, right? Is he calmly kind of walks you in and logically kind of gives you a take and then and then says exactly what he thinks. So I don't I don't want to lose it because the cell phone coverage from his. What does he, does he have? T Mobile? Is that what he's got? Is he a T-Mobile guy? Uh, T-Mobile's buying Sprint, right? So T-Mobile's about to blow up and be the biggest one there is if, if the government approves. All right, we'll get the OP in a second. 
But yeah, um, I mean, obviously, I want to get to the Clay Helton thing, but I want to get his reaction to OBJ. I mean, that's that just, it's amazing sound. It's, it's a lot like Kyrie Irving. It's really what it's like. All right, go ahead, P. Uh, your reaction to OBJ. I'm ready to react. I'm sorry, Doug. I used to think the 110 free was the safe spot for interviews, but apparently I was wrong. Uh, sometimes when I was an athlete, I don't know about you, I, I tried to sound a lot smarter than I really was in interviews. Like, you know, especially if I was like trying to read the Tao Te Ching or something. And I, I, I gathered a little bit of that. And he probably hates being in Cleveland. I mean, I don't know the last team with a big time superstar wide receiver to win the Super Bowl. I'm not sure who it was. I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, to me, I mean, he's a great talent, but not somebody you'd really want to build your team around. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think that embodies what's wrong with the Browns. It's not even about wanting to build your team, like. To say no one knows if I want to be here or not, like, yeah, you, you actually do. Do you want to be here or do you not? He's under contract for the 2023. Lie to us. Tell us you want to fix it. Tell us you want to stay. Tell us this is the only place you want to be. Just the idea that after that loss, you would come out and go like, hey, God's got a plan. No one actually knows if I want to be here or not. <laughs> All right, so, 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 does, so does God have a plan for USC, and somehow it involves keeping Clay Helton. How did he keep his job? Uh, he kept his job, I believe, and if you believe the rumors out there, and I I believe them because you have to have, you know, it's like if there's a murder that occurs or something, you have to account for everybody when the murder occurred. And for the last two and a half weeks, really, USC could have put out that statement about Clay Helton, but the truth is they were negotiating with other people and trying to see who this university president would allow them to hire, who apparently has been charmed by Clay Helton. And it looks as if they had a deal in place with Bob Stoops, who wanted full control. And, I mean, you're very familiar with the state of Oklahoma, Doug. You know... Bob Stoops isn't going to take a job. Uh, any coach of that ilk, Urban Meyer, Nick Saban, maybe about four or five guys under that as far as head coaches go, they don't go anywhere, especially a place like USC that's had so much trouble managing itself without full control. And Bob Stoops wanted full control, including control over the salaries of his assistants. And USC bucked back, apparently, and created this weird mythology that they were doing some kind of self-scouting in the last uh, few weeks or a few days, and finally came to terms with the fact that they wanted to bring back Clay Helton, but this athletic director was going to work closely with him. The weird thing to me, Doug, is the statement that Helton wrote is the same as the statement that Bone wrote, is the same as the statement that Lynn Swan wrote last year, and the same as the stuff we heard from Pat Hayden when he kept Clay Hell. So, I mean, it just doesn't look like USC wants to pay a guy and give a guy full control to fix their football program 
And fixing USC football, Doug, means making them nationally competitive, being in the playoff conversation, uh, beating a team like Alabama in the opener. And they're nowhere near that. And I think everybody that watches them or follows them would agree. Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. So uh, what's left, though? I mean, can you, considering he was seen as dead man walking all season long, and of the top 25 players in the state of California, none of them, none of them have to this point committed committed to, to USC. Like, I feel like the damage is so done. I understand it's a big paycheck, but how can they possibly hope to be competitive in recruiting considering he's still dead man walking? Well, I mean, USC's always going to recruit. But, you know, it's kind of what we said where, like, Dodger Stadium's always going to be full. But that Frank McCourt season, the fans did revolt. And Major League Baseball ended up taking the team away from McCourt and selling it to the Guggenheim group. I do feel not a fan revolt coming because you live here. You know what it's like. You're from here. People in Southern California just don't go to the game. They'll just go to the beach instead. USC fans that had season tickets will stop having them. The revolt will be apathy. You know, it's not going to be like Tennessee where the people rise up and force you to to fire the AD and fire Greg Schiano before he signs his deal right. with pitchforks and torches, you know. You, you know, I, I, I just... Um... I, I I feel bad because you're right. What what will happen with the SC people is they'll sit there, neck, they open up with Alabama, they'll get stopped by Alabama, they'll once again they're like, why didn't we fire this guy? And then they just they got enough talent to win a couple of games. They'll upset somebody at the Coliseum, like, well, maybe I'm in, and it's just it's just <laughs> right, like it's it's the same it's the same <laughs> thing on repeat. Like my my goodness. Um, you for for people who don't, Petros Papadakis has obviously worked for Fox Sports for years, covering uh, a lot of the Big Twelve this year. Uh, Tom Herman looks like he's going to make some staff changes, but every year, yes. every year in the Midwest and in Texas, we wonder is Texas back? My question to you is: Is he the guy? You know, I like him as a coach, and obviously, I'm not as close to Texas football as I am. Uh, to USC, but I know that Texas has a very capable AD that knows how to hire a hot coach because, let's be honest, Tom Herman was hot fire when he got hired by Texas, right. and they wrestled him away from LSU. Now, I, I like uh, Orlando, especially uh, their defensive coordinator, and I think it's unfortunate that he had to fire people, and I think the problem that that, that Herman's going to run into is the same problem that Helton's going to run into if he fires people on his staff, which seems inevitable here uh, at USC, which is who wants to leave and work for a, for a one-year late duck coach? I mean, what kind of quality coach are you going to get, uh, especially if people feel like, once again, like it is every single year, you're a dead man walking now. Herman's got much more coaching pedigree than Clay Helton. I mean, he's proven himself as a head coach before and, and as a coordinator at very high levels. You know, that's something Clay Helton has never done. You know, he just climbed the ladder of chaos 
at USC. I I have a tendency to believe because I felt like Texas was back when I was watching in person Ellinger do his thing last year, and the season ended on an extremely positive note, beating Georgia, I think, in a bowl game. And this year, they lost eight players on defense, and they were a top-15 team. You know, it's a lot like Washington, Doug. You know, Washington went into the season as a top-15 team, but all of us just kind of shrugged our shoulders at the fact that they lost nine starters on defense, and we believed in the ability of their coach. You know, uh, very similar to Scott Frost. You know, we kind of just defend Scott Frost and say, hey, he's a great coach. But the personnel matters, and it's really hard to pick up experience on defense. You know, Washington and Texas were the two most disappointing teams in college football uh, this year. So, long story short, I think Herman's the guy. I think he can turn it around. Um, Okay, so let me ask you about Washington. I mean, what was your reaction to him stepping down? I was uh, I was very surprised, obviously, but uh, something Bruce Feldman said and made a lot of sense is this is why Jimmy Lake has not taken another job. You know, they, Jimmy Lake's actually the co-coordinator or was at Washington with a guy named Pete Kwiatkowski, and from the last numbers I saw, Pete Kwiatkowski makes more money than Jimmy Lake or did, but Jimmy Lake knew this was coming, I believe. And, you know, it's hard in our business, as you talk to coaches all the time, to really find a guy that you you believe 100% of what he tells you when he talks to you or when he says something. You believe it. And Chris Peterson's that guy. I take it all at face value. And if he says he's burnt out and needs to recharge, if he says uh, this is going to re-energize the program, you know, I believe it. I don't think there's anything nefarious in there. I just think the guy's tired, and I think there's a certain uh, wear and tear on a college football coach that only those guys understand because it's literally 85 kids and their families and a bunch of maybe 20 walk-ons and all your assistants and their families. I mean, look at Urban Meyer and, and what happened to him. Yep. Uh, because of an assistant, uh, you know, the level of people you're responsible for and the reason the phone can ring at 3 in the morning is so intense and multifold that I think it wears people out. And a lot of these guys get through it just being full of crap, you know. Yeah. And uh, Chris Peterson's not full of crap. So I think it kind of wore on him more than most. I feel that way about Mark Helfrich, yep. you know. Yeah, they're, um, they're they're almost too nice a guys, too good a human beings for those jobs for a, for a sustained period of time. L- last thing, uh, and I got like a minute uh, because your cell phone sucked in the one ten for the first couple of minutes. I'm sorry. Um, in your opinion, and I value your opinion because when I listen to your games, I learn more about football than I do most any broadcast I watch. <laughs> Who's better, Utah or Oklahoma? Very nice. Utah or Oklahoma? Utah or Oklahoma? I think Utah would. <laughs> I, I think Utah would compete better. I think Utah has a better chance to compete because of their defensive line, basically, really their whole defense, and their quarterback, who's wildly efficient 
and a great back that they've been able to keep healthy. I, I couldn't argue against Oklahoma other than I feel like they have a game control problem that Utah does not have. And I think Utah's going to spank Oregon tonight and prove a real point here. Great stuff. Uh, his name is Petros Papadagas. I encourage you to follow him on Twitter. If you can listen to his show on AM570, you should. When he calls games on Fox Sports, you'll learn something. P, thanks so much for joining us on your uh, your old school car phone somewhere on the 110. <laughs> Pistols firing. Let's go, Pokes. Sorry about the phone. No problem, dude. Petros Papadagas. Amazing guy, by the way. Incredibly bright. Guess who's taking the blame for the Rams underperforming this season? You'll find out next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. You know, we moved back to Connecticut uh, when I was at CBS for three years. Not one white Christmas. Total bummer, right? There's already snow on the ground there now. And I think every year, we've this is our third year we've been out here, been, been back in Southern California. And I think every year since, there's been a white Christmas. It just devastates my little guy. Like, literally, he was a little kid, and all he wanted was a white Christmas. Like, who doesn't? You wake up, there's snow. Personally, huge fan of snow, huge fan. And maybe it's because I didn't grow up with it, or maybe it's because I actually would, you know, I worked in the afternoon there so I could, when the kids were home, I'd stay home. We'd go sledding and I was just a big kid. And the things that I didn't get to do as a kid, I did there. I don't know. Let's get to a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb show. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Byer, right. what do you got? Doug, the game today is... Guess who? Doug, guess who is the main reason why Todd Gurley wasn't getting as many carries as he has been lately? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Sean McVay. Yeah. Yeah, McVay was asked yeah. about Gurley's increased usage yesterday and responded, well, it's him not being an idiot. Quote, me not being an idiot from Sean McVay. Yep. Yep. Got to use him. Um, I think there's some of that. I also think this Sean McVay takes the blame for essentially everything that goes wrong within the Rams. If you've ever been to ever, any press conference or listen to it, Ramos is like sitting there nodding his head. It's always like, yeah, that was my fault. That was my fault. That's what he does. Takes all the blame. Guess who, Doug, isn't sure he'll play again this season because of a leg injury that will likely keep him out this Sunday. Well, I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. is not sure what any of the future holds. Uh, leg injury. We're not sure if you'll play this weekend. Uh, could be an end of an era. Ah, end of an era. Leg injury. End of an era. It's not not Philip Rivers, is it? 
Nope. Not Eli Manning, is it? Nope. End of an era. End of an era. End of an era. How about oldest player in the league? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, uh, what's his name? Adam, Adam Vinatieri. Yeah. Yes, that is the case. He's going to meet with the team later on today to figure out some course of action. They claim Chase McLaughlin off of waivers this week, so he could do the kicking duties against the Buccaneers. But this could be the end of... Uh, Adam Vinatieri in the National Football League. Yeah, it's interesting. This is like, how many times have we said this could be the end this year? Yes. Adam Vinatieri. Yes. And now it's a leg injury. Guess who, Doug, joined Joe Burrow and Justin Fields as finalists for the Walter Camp Award given by coaches and SIDs to the Player of the Year in college football? There's one of three answers because there are five finalists. Chase Young. Yeah. Yes, yes. Do you Tua want to- Tavailoga. No. Really? Really? No Tua. Uh, Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. yeah, there it is. Those are the five finalists for the award that it's going to be handed out in a couple of weeks. Uh, guess who, Doug, got another year on his contract to remain as the head football coach at his Pac-12 school? Another year. Another year. Another year. Uh, Pac-12 football, another year. I'm going to go Mike Leach because didn't he interview somewhere? He interviewed like at Ole Miss or something like that? Yeah. yeah, Doug's on fire. Got a got an extension through 2024, adding a year on to the contract he signed two years ago. Going to make $4 million annually, but Mike Leach gets an extension. That's a lot of coffee. Pullman. You remember he joined us, he talked about his cups of coffee, and yes. he loves drinking it when he's walking across campus. Yeah. We I, have- I got to go spend a day with Leach. I got to see what that's like. I've never been to that part of the country. The Palouse? Uh, yeah, I've never been. It's never actually been to Idaho. beautiful. Yeah. It's eight miles from the Idaho border. Guess who, Doug, uh, on the crew, yeah. watched The Irishman on Netflix? I'm going to go with John Ramos. No. I'm going to go with Dan Byer. Yeah. Yes, that is the case. How was it? It was like, I heard it's like war and peace. Like, I <laughs> yeah. get it. They're gangsters. Got Byer. it. Yeah, I think, I think that's fair. I thought it was good. I, I don't. Did you watch New Mandalorian? No. Ramos, you watch New Mandalorian? Excellent, right? Good. Awesome. Really good. Really good. Sorry, we're That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Felt like we just went up to you. You wanted to brag that you actually watched a movie that everybody's talking about, and then we just kind of stepped on it's it. It's all right. I apologize. You'll invite me to Dorkfest next time. Wow. Yeah, except Mandalorian is literally the most popular show on earth. That was a right joke. Now. Yeah, that was a it, joke. It's a good joke. The Patriots problems come down to two simple things. Find out next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. You ever um, out with a couple? Doesn't have to be married because you like non-married people are like, ah, I'm not, you know, why don't do a couple? But you ever out with a couple and you're like, something's not right. You ever do that? 
You know, it's like um, like a lying radar, like a lie. There's personal lie detector. Some people can tell whether or not there's um, there's something amiss with relationships. You ever out with a couple of people, and you sit there and say, like, "Huh, they look fine." Kids, Instagram, Facebook, all of that, like it, it, it looks like they're happy, but something's wrong. You ever get that? I feel like that's the Patriots. This from uh, NBC Sports Boston uh, NFL insider, Tom Curran. He reported there's a rift between Belichick and Brady. Over Brady continuing to take less than market value in return, they haven't replaced Gronk, the best offensive weapon that they had, and the best they have now is 34-year-old Julian Edelman. Of course, they did try and get Mohamed Sanu, which they landed. They drafted Nikhil Harry, who's playing three games coming off IR and apparently doesn't know where he's supposed to be. Philip Dorsett hasn't lived up to his first-round hype, and he missed two games this year due to injury. Undrafted wide receiver Jacoby Myers has been solid, steady, but he was undrafted for a reason. Meanwhile, four of their top five highest paid players this season are defensive players. Deb McCourty, Dante Hightower, Stephon Gilmore, and Kyle Van Oy. There's a great quote from uh, Gladys Tabor. It's an uh, American author. Pride may go before the fall, but jealousy goes before destruction. Pride may go before the fall, but jealousy goes before destruction. That's Gladys Tabor. What's that mean? How does that relate to the Patriots? I don't know if you've been following this, but now there's video of Bill Belichick's son. Who sounds, he looks like if Joe Dirt had a son and was raised by Bill Belichick, that's who he would be. He's the defensive backs coach. Now, I don't know about you, but if you have a son and I have one, you, you want to teach them to do things the right way, but you also, while making them want to earn it, you want to give them every possible opportunity to succeed. Every possible one. And it doesn't matter whether or not this is the reality but it's a very easy perception to have if you're Tom Brady, where you sit there and go like, okay, wait a second. So here I am in my forties, I'm taking less money and I got second rung guys to work with. Meanwhile, he's taking all the money he's saving on me, putting on his defense, which he's coaching along with his son so that they get all the credit and we get all the blame. And by the way, that's actually played out as such. Has anyone said, there's been very little said that the the defense wasn't in the right place and was a complete mess when they lost to the Baltimore Ravens down 21-0 to start the game? Oh, Julian Edelman fumbled. They had some other miscues. They could have come back and won the game, but the defense dug a hole for them, didn't it? All we've heard since is about how inept the offense is. Sometimes it's the wide receivers. Some has been the running game the loss of Gronk, or Tom Brady looking old. No one has said anything about the defense. Well, that's because they put all their resources towards it. It doesn't matter whether or not that's actually what Bill Belichick's doing. 
Because the reality to it is he did draft a wide receiver in the first round, right? He did trade for Muhammad Sanu. Sanu not working out as a number one or number four it, it, it does not signify that they don't want to put resources towards the offense. It just means they missed in a midseason trade. They misevaluated where Sanu was in his career. Nikhil Harry being hurt and being unable to grasp the playbook with this much time in that playbook isn't a sign of not putting the resources towards it. It's just it's really hard to draft a rookie wide receiver and expect him to play. And oh yeah, by the way, they've had other bad luck with wide receivers in the in the past. Because it's a very, very difficult system in which Tom Brady expects perfection. But this feels like jealousy. Brady's pride tells him he can play at a high level and he should be paid as such. He's got to be thinking, not only am I seen as the GOAT, right? You got, you got Lamar Jackson calling him GOAT. You got OBJ giving him goat hair sneakers or cleats. Just, just bizarre. Everyone's saying he's the greatest of all time. He thinks, I'm the, I got to go home and convince my wife that I want to go back out here and keep playing football. She wants me home. I want to keep doing this and I'm taking less money and being given less resources. Why would I do that? Tom Brady, morning radio is like this. Okay. Morning radio guys are usually paid pretty well. Now, are their shows good? Like, yeah, you got to be up. You got to be entertaining. You got to be fun. You got to be light. No one wants a morning radio guy to be, okay, let's talk about the more, what's happened last night with the Lakers, right? You don't take calls. You just got to have energy. But at the end of the day, guys that do morning radio or morning TV, they all say the same thing. Hey, mostly they pay me to wake up that early, right? They pay me to wake And Tom Brady's got to be thinking like, I'm not actually getting paid. I shouldn't be getting paid for my performance. I should be getting paid for simply going to work. Because I don't have to. That's what a lot, a lot of these profession, former professional athletes that are on TV, they get paid really, really well. And you're like, man, why are they paid so much better than other guys that have been doing TV and radio for years? Because they don't need the job. You got to pay me to get me off my couch or to get me off the golf course, right? I got other bitches. I don't need this. I do. This is my life. I don't have anything else. I didn't stow away a couple million dollars playing professional basketball. That ain't me. And I feel like that's where Tom Brady is. He's like, look, it doesn't even have anything to do with how well I'm playing. Just out of respect and getting me to fight the good fight at home to get to come to work and to really, really put an honest day's work in, I should be paid better than anyone else. I'm not. Okay, fine. That's But at least surround me with the best guys. Pride and jealousy. Tom Brady's got a ton of pride and he's got to be super jealous. All those guys are getting paid. All those guys get attention. Bill Belichick simply spending time there with his son to make him look good. And I'm left trying to operate this offense with Josh McDaniels. And we got no players and no weapons. His jealousy uh, of take because he's taking a pay cut has resulted in the defense getting built up while other teams, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Cowboys, the Saints, the Texans, they've all surrounded their quarterbacks with stars. The Saints paid more money than anybody to the wide receiver more than anybody in the NFL. Michael Thomas, right? Can't guard Mike. That's his Twitter handle. And 
Of course, Drew Brees' career has been elongated because of it. Plus, they got him an elite-level running back. The Texans. Two really good wide receivers, one who might be the best in football. And they've gone out midseason and made moves to get running back help. The Cowboys. They went and traded for a wide receiver last year. And they paid the running back more than any running back in the National Football League. The Ravens. They changed their entire system to make it tailored to Lamar Jackson, then drafted Hollywood Brown to take the top off of defense and went and got Mark Ingram to give them a power running game. Everything they've done is in order to make Lamar Jackson successful. Heck, even the Chiefs. Look, is Pat Mahomes sick in terms of his talent? Yeah. But remember, they went and got Sammy Watkins and overpaid to get him. They had Travis Kelsey. They continued to add weapons and they got Tyreek Hill and given him more money. And even though they lost their running back mid-year last year, they've continued to try and invest in and get better running back help. He's surrounded with a crazy amount of talent, which allows his talent to flourish. Tom Brady's like, yeah, we'll get you a couple wide receivers and offensive line and running game. You figure it out. Defense will be awesome. You guys can figure out the offense. And then it gets to Brady going like, I'm getting too old for this crap. Everyone comes home and bitches and complains about their boss and about how their boss, man, he's taking time. I'm sitting here grinding and he's on the golf course, right? He's got all the resources. I got none. This is what leads to breakups. This is what leads to retirement, pride and jealousy. And I love, and Brady's like, well, look, we are 10 and two. Like, yeah, but kind of like that couple that you had dinner with where they don't make eye contact. They're not holding hands. There's no loving glances. Something's not right there. Something's not right. We're doing it again. We're taking the exception and making it the rule. That's what we're doing. We get to what that is upcoming next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, honest question to you, Dan Beyer. This is an honest question. If you could be a singer, a musician... Or an actor or an athlete, which would you rather be? Singer. Because mm. it like, never goes away? Never goes away. Like On the spot, you can just you know drop a little note, and people are like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like uh, Darius Rucker's a good friend of mine, and he has such a distinctive voice, obviously, hooing the blowfish, and then when he went solo as a country musician, I actually he actually has an R&B album that was fantastic. He just has a great, you, sure. dis, distinct voice. 
Uh, I think athlete would be fourth on that list. Really? Like, I love sports. Like it's, but I mean, the life of, you know, I, I don't know. But singing would okay, be number I, one. Singer I'm, I'm would gonna, be number hold one. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to change a little bit here. Like, you wouldn't want to be like a great golfer? That's a pretty good life. Yeah, that's true. And I was thinking, you know, more football. I know, and, I know you yeah. are. Well, you also said athlete, and yeah. we also said well, I, I threw golfer in there. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, what about you, music? Your name is music. I'd go with uh, athlete. Uh, give me the rankings in order. Athlete, actor, musician. At- hold on, musician, singer. Athlete, singer, musician, actor. Wow. Really? I think singing takes the less least amount of work. Wouldn't that like if you just have it, you have it. I are are singers truly born? I mean some people do, but you do have to like develop your 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 singing voice, don't you? Like it's not you don't just wake up, you're not just born a singer, are you? Ramos, what about you? I'll take musician, athlete, actor, singer. What what instrument? Lead guitar? Bass. Bass guitar. I love the bass guitar. My yeah. daughter is a bass guitarist. Bass guitarist. It's like the coolest, least known instrument that exists in a four-piece Unfortunately, you are correct. Right? Like, actually, I, I brought up that movie, That Thing You Do, and the bass player in that movie is actually called The Bass Player. Doesn't actually have a name. Anyway, I was listening to Nat King Cole. I mean, you could sing like Nat King Cole. Huh. Huh. I saw this from Pro Football Talk. The Ravens, you know, they're taking on the Bills this week, and Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen have combined for the most rushing yards between two quarterbacks facing each other in NFL history. And and I feel like we're doing that thing, that thing we do. Ah, ah, see what I did? You doing that thing you do. That was actual song in that thing you do. Anyway, we're making, taking the exception and making it the rule. We're doing this like, see, told you, running quarterback. Future of the NFL. Yeah. I, listen, this is the hybridization of the NFL and the college football game. Somehow I got into my Bob Stoops voice. I saw Bob Stoops at his first practice in training camp for the Dallas Renegades. Not the coach USC, not the coach of Florida State. No question. Everybody knows that, certainly. But we're, we're taking the exception and making it the rule. Josh Allen is not the future of the NFL. Lamar Jackson is not the future of the NFL. They're just not. Pat Mahomes is the future of the NFL. A little bit, a lot of mobility, crazy arm talent. Can make every throw, has a creative gene, big hands, can throw from all different angles, can move, move the pocket, but basically he's a thrower who can run, not a runner who can throw. And we keep waiting and waiting and waiting. And it's coming at some point where at the mesh point, we all know what the mesh point is now. It's an NFL term, a football term that we've all learned. Feels like everybody's learned what mesh point is. Mesh point is when guys come together. You know, a mesh concept for wide receivers is when wide receivers, a bunch of them cross at the same time. And it's the mesh routes. But the mesh point in the backfield is when you can hand off and keep it or hand off the football. And you have, a, there's a step where even if Lamar Jackson doesn't have the football, he chooses to hand it off, pow, you can hit him. And you know what happens when you hit Lamar Jackson twice and he doesn't have the ball? You might get a flag, but I guarantee 
He ain't, he ain't going to hold on to that ball very long. No, thank you. Like, ask yourself, why hasn't anybody run option in the NFL for 30 or 40 years? Do you think all these guys are idiots? Do you think he's the first guy talented enough to run and throw? No. We've had these guys before. They all get hurt. All of them. They all get hurt. Somebody catches them. Somebody hits them. Or maybe they don't. Just in an effort to dive, they plant their foot and their knee. Something happens. Or, um, you know, I mean, look what happened to Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, kind of an innocuous play where he's running and diving into the end zone against the L.A. Rams, right? Towards ACL. Look at the NFL and these quarterbacks. Like, Eli Manning's going to start, but he started for like 15 years in a row without missing a start. And Eli Manning raced a pregnant woman and came in third. He's slow, but he's agile within the pocket. He can throw the football. Phillip Rivers. I'm not telling you Phillip Rivers should start, but he started over 200 consecutive games. Phillip Rivers is a bad athlete. I could make the case he's one of the 10 worst athletes in the NFL. I'm a Phillip Rivers fan, and I can tell you, he's one of the 10 worst athletes in the league. There are kickers that are better athletes than Phillip Rivers. But it doesn't matter. That's not what the position calls for. Do you need more mobility than Phillip Rivers has had in his career? Okay, I'll give you that. But do you need Lamar Jackson running the football 15, 20 times a game? No. You know why? They all get hurt. We're doing this thing. More, you know, moving mobile quarterbacks. We need to have quick feet, maneuver in the pocket, avoid pressure, extend plays, rollouts, Russell Wilson. Not running quarterbacks. You need to have mobility, but not mobile. Right? We we, we did this with Steph Curry as the future of the NBA. And if Trey Young is the next Steph Curry, have you seen the Hawks record? It's not exactly translating into wins just yet. Well, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, they're all, by the way, anything you want to say about Lamar Jackson, you can say about Josh Allen. His team is going to the playoffs. They beat the Cowboys on the road. If, if Josh Allen was healthy, didn't get concussed, they probably beat the Patriots at home. Like, no, Josh Allen's not that good. His defense is good. His running game is good. Like, yeah, that's actually the same with Lamar Jackson. Sorry. It's just not as fun. It's not a video game. Not making people's ACLs tear when he makes a juke, when he, he hits the, the right button twice, like, like he, you're playing Madden. Uh, don't get me wrong. Lamar's been unbelievable. Unbelievable. So is Josh Allen. They're not the future of the NFL. As of now, they're able to, to run when they can't read or when nobody's open or when it's designed. Because that doesn't make them do what they do least effectively, which is go through progression reads, find open receiver, throw outside the numbers. We're going to completely ignore the following. The Ravens have a good defense, a great offensive line, a great running game, and the best kicker in football. They're well coached. Okay. They're well coached. They've played from a lead. They're playing a style that people aren't ready for. The Bills have a good offensive line, an unbelievable defense. They're coached by a former defensive coordinator. 
And their two best wins come against the Cowboys and the Titans. We're completely forgetting that both of them have manageable schedules as well. Put things into proper context and say both are having great seasons. Lamar may be the MVP of the league, but the future of the NFL, sorry, that's Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. Or Kyler Murray. And the current best quarterbacks in the NFL are Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. All guys that have mobility, but are throwers who can run, not runners who can throw. Don't make the exception the rule. Just point out that for now, the exception is working and it may work. But it's the exception to something we've seen for 40 years. All right, coming up next on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio, we're going to check in with Brandon Whedon, get his sense of that game, tonight's game as well. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio, former starting quarterback for uh, the Texans, before that the Browns, and of course with the Cowboys as well. He's Brandon Whedon. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. A lot to get to with you, uh, uh, B. Let's, uh, let's start with the Cowboys. Um, kind of a weird comment from Jerry Jones where he said, in his opinion, Jason Garrett will be coaching in the NFL next season. He didn't say coaching the Cowboys next season. You've worked in that building for that coach. You've managed that relationship. What's it like? Yeah, you know, that's kind of a, that wasn't much of an endorsement. I was, uh, I'm sure I read into it just like everybody else did. Um, you know, the thing about it is, you know, given the talent that Jerry, you know, being the GM owner and the whole deal is put in place, I mean, he rightfully feels like they should be winning more games than they should. And that's facts. And I, I think that's, um, you know, I think that's the frustration. You know, he's been, He's been uh, pretty vocal about it, but he's, been, he's also had Jason Garrett's side. So, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, the writing's kind of on the wall that if they don't go on and do something, you'll get past the – shoot, sounds like they don't get to the Super Bowl. It could be the end for Jason Garrett. But, you know, I, I was sitting here. I, I just got into Vegas. I was thinking on the way out here. It's just – it's amazing. I played against that – we played against them last, night, uh, last year on Sunday Night Football. And, I mean, with the, the team they have put in place – how in the hell they've only won six games? I it blows my mind. How? I mean, they're, so, they're, so explain. So explain what's what's missing. Like I, I pointed out, like you know, Cole Beasley is the the type of guy that wins you games, whereas some of the other guys kind of look the part a little bit more. But is it simply missing some of those gritty guys, or it, or is it coaching? Well, what is it? No, I mean, I think I think them losing Cole Beasley has some. Do I mean Grand Cops played well and kind of taking on that role? But yeah, losing guys like that, you know, I, I think. <laughs> I think still they're secondary. You know, they've got some keys in the secondary. They probably need to get a little better. You know, when they're talking about going after Earl Thomas or these these veteran-type players, you know, it made all the sense in the world to kind of shore up that secondary. They're just not playing well. They're, they're kind of losing their identity. You know, Ezekiel Elliott's not playing well. I mean, he's just not running the ball very well. And in turn, that's that's making it tough on that offense to do what they do. They're a running football team. And when you do not run the football effectively, you know, Dak Prescott's playing well. He's doing, he's doing his part. I, I think he's playing well enough to win them games. Um, but, man, I don't know. It, it's, it's on both sides of the ball. It's not the offense. It's not just the defense. I mean, collectively as a unit, they're just, you know, it, it's a little conservative. You know, you saw what they did against New England last week in the rain. They're just, um, it, it, and I hate to say this, it's just a very conservative approach when you're 6-6, six and six, man. Let it let it rip, and I don't feel like they're doing that. I think it's just kind of, kind of everything's kind of tight to the vest, and that's kind of the way Jason Garrett is, the person that's his personality. 
he's got to let it rip. I and mean, what's he have to lose now? And, and I would expect him to do that, you know, starting tonight. All right, let me let me ask you about Mitch Mitchell Trubisky. Obviously, they had a good year success wise last year. He's been dealing with the hip injury, but it it feels like they've lost confidence in him. He's lost confidence in himself. Uh, great chance to get it back, but a, a tough test tonight at home against the Cowboys. Do you think Mitch Trubisky has it? Man, there's times I watch him and I think he does, and there's times I watch him and I, I don't think he does. I, you know, he doesn't throw the ball with a whole lot of conviction at times. I think when he, early on in games, if he doesn't get a few nice completions and start fast, and he kind of, you know, he, he maybe starts, you know, whatever, one for six or one for seven, and God, he looks a little gun shy. He just doesn't want to pull the trigger, and you can tell he doesn't really trust in those throws he's making. And a lot of that's confidence. I think, uh, I think Nagy obviously was, off, you know, his coach of the year last year, 2018. So he's a smart guy. He's a good offensive mind. You got to get it. You got to make it easy on him. You know, get back to the play action. Get back to the bootlegs. Get back to the the things that he's good at. Don't don't ask him to drop back and pass it thirty times because I don't think that's really how he's built. And again, there's been times these last couple games he's played pretty well. He's done a lot of really good things, but in turn, the consistency is just not there right now. And that's what they need for this football team. They're not playing as well as they were on defense last year. Last year they could win games by scoring seventeen points. That's not really the case this year. You know, so. He's got to he's got to play like he has the last couple of weeks um, and kind of get himself in early in games and it seems like he tends to play a little bit better as the game goes on. Brandon Whedon, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, okay, so let me ask you this: If you're going to go on the market and look for a quarterback, I'm going to give you some names of guys that could be available. Who's the one that to you is the best reclamation project? You got potentially Cam Newton. You got potentially Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. Uh, those are probably the three biggest names that will be out there. You know, I don't think a, I don't think a Philip Rivers will be out there, but you 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 never know. He's not under contract. Tom Brady's not under contract. Who of those names appeals to you most if you have a team that feels like they need a quarterback to win? I think if you had to pick one of the three, I would have to say Cam Newton when he's healthy. Uh, you can be so versatile, so big, and you can do some things in the run game. Um, he's he's getting the play action game. I, I think he gives you a best chance out of those three because you know I mean, the guy's played you know big games. He's had a, he's had a good career, kind of been derailed by injuries these, these last uh, couple of years. But you know, a big, strong guy that that can that can still sling it. He's put in the right situation with the right guys around him. Uh, good offensive coordinator, good offensive you know a sporting cast. I think that's that would be the guy that I would choose of the three to to lead my football team. You know, the other two are good players. James is shown in flashes. Guy just turns the ball over a lot. Well, why, why, do, why, why does he turn it over so much? What, is he, what does he do? Is he just taking chances? Is, why, why does he turn it over so much? Yeah, I think some of it's just, you know, he gets a little, he gets reckless. You know, sometimes he tries to make every single throw. You know, you watch him, you watch some of the highlights of, of some of the interceptions. I mean, they're bad interceptions. You know, it's, it's trying to throw, you know, post in the single high coverage, which is, I mean, you learn that when you're eight years old. I mean, it's, it's just a lot of recklessness. You know, he puts the ball in the ground, he fumbles in the pocket, and he's turned the ball over 25 times just this year, and you can't win games doing that. So I think it's just a combination of, one, he's still trying to get, get acclimated with what he wanted to do in that offense with, with Bruce Arians and what they're trying to do. But he's just careless with it. I mean, he feels like he can make every single throw, and, and there's times you got to pull that thing down and run or, or get it down your backs. And he just, um, you know, he, he's, he's reckless with the football, and that's, you know, you don't want to take that out of a guy because sometimes that's good. You know, you'd rather rather a guy you know, be willing to trust his arm and, and feel like he can make every throw. But but in this league, man, it's uh, just not realistic. You gotta you gotta take what's there and, and 
you know, you got the hopes and dreams of your football team in your hands on every play. If you turn it over, you know, the chances of winning obviously go way, way down. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Brandon Whedon, former starting quarterback, three different teams in the National Football League, helping uh, breaking down so many of these teams for us. Are you a buyer into Josh Allen long term? I think he's gotten a lot better. You know, we played against him last year. I mean, it didn't matter if he was throwing a five-yard route or a 25-yard route. Every ball he threw was a million miles an hour. Uh, you know, just just uh, just slung everything as hard as he could. Now he's playing with some confidence, and he's running the ball effectively. He's not running every time. He's not looking to run early. You know, I don't think he's a finished product. I think he still has a long ways to go. But I think he's got the, the physical tools you can build around and kind of and grow. I think he's got a long ways to go. If they keep putting players around him like Cole Beasley or, you know, these guys that are, you know, those option-type runners underneath, that's his game. And I think he's, I think he's done a lot of really good things. You know, fortunately, he's got a really good defense that on the other side of the ball can help him. He's got some good players around him. I, I think he's a project. He's not there yet, um, but I, man, I tell you what, he's he surprised me this year. He's played better than I than I anticipated. I, I don't understand why no one's hitting Lamar Jackson at the mesh point. Do you? No, the no, but they're tough. If you watch the way they do their zone read with all the, the jet motions, I mean, the other night they did against the Rams with a with a tight end. You know, so Clay Matthews is staying there frozen. One time he gets hit in the jaw. The next time the guy slips by him. The next time. They're just pulling it, running quarterback lead. I mean, they're not just running the zone read. That's what's making them so good is is the way that they're they're designing the zone read and the and the their run game. It's just, I mean, he's Greg Roman's doing an unbelievable job in my opinion. I mean, because one, you get a you sometimes you get a lead blocker out there for Lamar Jackson, you get him in space, good luck. But he's just he's 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 switching up so much where you can't just attack the best point because then if you do, you know, he's pulling it out the other side and, and there's no support. There's no uh no leverage. He's got all the leverage. He's out leveraged the defense. So, yeah, I mean, I, if it's just a traditional zone read, one back, no one's splashing across, yeah, you got to mesh, you know, hit that mesh point and hit the quarterback. But the way that Greg Roman's designed that, that scheme is, is, uh, is really, really good. Uh, do you think it lasts or do you think people can adjust in the offseason? Oh, I'm sure people will adjust. Um, you know, I, I think the key is in kind of, it, you know, this is the way football works. You know, everybody sees it on tape, so they have a plan to try to stop it. Well, you know, the the Ravens have to do the same. They've got, they've got to kind of dress it up with those motions, that action in the backfield, and that's where your, you know, your little pop passes behind the second level come in to get those linebackers to bite up. So it's a cat and mouse game. Everybody's going to adjust to them. They've got to adjust and kind of you know branch off what they've done and what they've done well because once you get it on tape, we've seen it. I mean, these, these quarterbacks that come in one year one and year two, light it up. These defense coordinators are, are paying a lot of money and they're really good. So they're gonna they're gonna have answers. You gotta counter it on offense. It's just a big cat and mouse game and, and uh right now, man, that that offense is they're clicking on our cylinders and, and he is he is about as comfortable as, as a quarterback can look back there. Is there a fix for the Patriots offense? Yeah, go out and get some receivers. <laughs> I mean it's as simple as that. I, you know, I think they've got good players. You know, I think I think you've got a couple of young good players. I think um you know, Moses, uh, uh, what about, uh, Manu or Sanu, Moses Sanu. Mohamed Sanu. Uh, yeah, Mohamed Sanu. He, I mean, I think he's, he's what they want. He's a big target. He can run. He's just not settled in yet. And you, if you read Brady's lips the other night, he was, he said, play effing faster. You guys are running, you run around like a bunch of robots. And that's, you know, all he's saying is, is they're not playing fast. There's a ton of man coverage. They're seeing more man coverage now than they've probably ever seen. The guys just aren't winning, except for Julian Edelman. I mean, Edelman's a guy, but, 
you know, you can't ask him to win, throw it to him 25 times a game. So he's asking those other guys, especially on the outside, to go out and, and win those one-on-one matchups. And, you know, and when he's, when he's coaching, when you break down and you install these plays, you know, they see the route on paper. It's a 16-yard comeback. Well, sometimes what he means by that is he's, sometimes you can get so robotic, you run up to 16 yards, put your foot on the ground and come out. That's not necessarily the case. Sometimes you know 13, 14 yards versus man coverage. It's just about getting separation and getting open. You don't have to you know, be a cookie-cutter type route runner. And I think that's what Brady was trying to say. You know, you see that with a lot of young players. Um, you know, they see the route on paper. they got to run it just like the route on paper. No, not versus man coverage. Run that thing to win. And, uh, and he's frustrated right now. And rightfully so. He's standing back there. No one's winning except Edelman. And the other night he's doubled so much it's hard to get it to him. So, I mean, they got to do something. Either the guys that are there got to step up. they got to go out and get somebody that can win on the outside. And it's as simple as that. Brandon Whedon, live in Vegas, always bet on black. B-Dub, thanks for joining us. You got it, buddy. We'll see you, man. Brandon Whedon joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. The best team in the NBA is? You'll find out next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Every day this time, we like to play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio we, or Fox Sports TV. We call it... And now... <laughs> this is Nick Wright, first things first, on the Lakers getting another win last night. The gap between the Lakers and the rest of the West is enormous. The only team that the gap is not enormous between the Lakers and, between the Lakers and them is the Lakers and the Bucks. And you got the two best players in the league, LeBron and Giannis. The Lakers went to Denver, a team that going into the game was 8-2 and two at home with wins over Miami, Philly, Houston, and Boston, and led the final three quarters of that game the entirety except for 19 seconds. Won that game. While it was a close game, the Lakers were in full control. Mm-hmm. They then the very next night go to Utah. What I consider can't to be the toughest back-to-back that exists in the NBA at Denver, at Utah. They go to Utah. A team that was 8-1 and one at home going into last night with wins over the Clippers, the Sixers, the Bucks, Good wins. And they annihilated them. The story through the first quarter of the season has been for the Lakers, them being the Lakers again, having being the best team in the NBA and LeBron leading the league in assists. What is quickly, I think, going to be the story of the second quarter of the season is that man you saw right there, Anthony Davis, and his dominance on the defensive end to go along with his extraordinary play on the offensive end. I'll only caution Nick Wright's incredible excitement with let's look at who their losses are to. Okay. They have three losses, one to the Clippers, one to the Raptors, one to the Mavericks. So, um, yeah, look, I, I, I get it. I understand the Lakers look really, really good. They look really good. They're a tremendous defensive team. Anthony Davis has become kind of their go-to scorer. LeBron is pacing himself some offensively. And they've been relatively healthy as well. And they're going for it. They've also benefited from a a fairly soft schedule. Obviously, Denver and Utah, now Portland. I think tomorrow night is Portland. uh, Back-to-back-to-back road games. That's a tough little stretch there. And so far, 2-0, that's big time. But we can't forget that they did lose to the Clippers in opening night which is in their building, maybe not a home game, but in their building. They did lose to the Toronto Raptors in their building, and they lost to the Dallas Mavericks in their building. So some of it is about the level of schedule. So I don't think there's a seismic gap. I don't. I, I think it's Clippers and Lakers and Bucks. Um, I think those are the three best teams, and I would put the Celtics in that mix as well. 
I, I think more of the Celtics team than than other people do. And even though some of their stars are probably too young to say they, they're a favorite to win a championship and they've lost a couple games of late, right? They lost to the Nuggets. They lost to the Clippers. They lost to the Kings. Um, I, I think it, when they get, remember, they're playing without Gordon Hayward, who was playing great basketball before he got hurt. Whether they make a move and move Hayward or wait for Hayward to get back, I still think there's another step, another level to this Celtics team, and that would also give them a veteran presence to go along with Kemba Walker um, to, to kind of balance out the fact that you got Jason Tatum, who's and Jason Tatum 20 yet, and Jalen Brown, who's like 21. Super young team. But I would agree if he said the Lakers have been the best team in the NBA, no problem with that. Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, those are the three best teams. What does the fuck say? thought it was interesting he left the Clippers off. Yes, uh, Ramos. Do you think there's parity in the NBA? Um, I do actually. Really? Okay, because yeah. we went from being one team that can win it all to now three teams that can win it all. Right? Is that parody in the NBA? Because there's a whole bunch of other teams. Well, that we, we don't haven't care about we haven't anymore, mentioned still. like I don't think the Raptors are great, but they keep winning. I think the 76ers are in that mix. The Heat are the surprise team so far. The NBA they just beat the Raptors on the road. Um, you know, look, the the Rockets are going to be there by the end of the season. I don't think they're at the level of Lakers and Clippers. But if they're the third best team in the West, that's not. Yeah, I, look, I think the Rockets could could beat one of those two teams in the series. In a series, I don't think they will, but I think they could. Um, and if the Nuggets and the Mavericks are your fourth and fifth best teams, and and Jazz are your sixth best team, that's pretty good parity. How many teams could win it? Uh, if you play spades, you guys play spades. Man, <laughs> Bayer, do you play spades? No. Euchre, you're a Midwest guy. Do you play euchre? No, I, no I cards. Into it. I, I did when I was younger, but not really anymore. Well, you have to tell your partner how many about how many uh, hands you're going to win, and you know this is like two of the possible out of the West, and probably two of the possible out of the East. So yeah, we've gone from one team that was a favorite that only lost because they got hurt to you know five or six teams that can win it. I don't think that's crazy. And then there'll be some additions with there'll be another team. There'll be another team by the end of the year because of additions with with trades. That would be my guess. That'd be my guess. Uh, coming up next, we got Thursday night football. Bears hosting the Cowboys. Kind of a weird rivalry. But the loser needs to drop this class. I'll explain next in the Doug Gottlieb show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We got so much stuff to get to. My man RJ Bell from pregame.com joins us. You guys been watching college basketball at all? Dude, did you see what happened last night? Byer, you're a college basketball hoop head. You watch as much as I do. Ramos, you like a little hoop. I know you had, we had a trying day yesterday where we had the memorial service uh, uh, for Cindy Katz, our booking producer. But um, Virginia scored 40 points, got smoked at Purdue, only to be outdone by North Carolina scoring 49 points at home. They get smoked as well. Like It is, it is, quickly becoming a super strange year 
in college basketball with with some of these final scores. But uh, North Carolina, I would say, losing at home to Ohio State 74-49 is an all-timer in terms of surprise. Fair? Yeah, Big Ten uh, wins the challenge, and they couldn't score. They could not score at all. Buckeyes in Ohio State didn't have any really trouble scoring either down yeah. on the block. Yeah, no, it was uh, it, it was kind of crazy. Kind of crazy how uh, those two final scores were really, really alarmed. And then, I, yeah, go I ahead. Was, I was more shocked about the North Carolina yes. than about Virginia. Yes, yes. Even though Purdue was unranked, still, it's on the road, it's at Mackey Arena. But to have North Carolina, and I think Jay Billis even said it in the in the broadcast, this North Carolina team hasn't had a game where they've scored more than 80 this season, or 80 or more. And, I mean. You know, they're limited. I mean, yeah. I don't think people understand just how much they lost, right? Like, th- these teams that are that are struggling so far this year, like, in college basketball, it is about what you return, especially, you know, early on in the season. And just kind of do yourself a favor. Like, go back and remember, and last year's team wasn't great, but last year's team was super, super old, yeah. right? Yeah. Super, super old. They had... Uh, they, they, all they had was Kobe White. Yep. And then you had Cam Johnson was a, a transfer. Cam Johnson was 24 years old. Yeah. Luke, Luke May was a senior, right? He was like 23 years old. I mean, you lose that type... You lose first that, that much scoring. You know, and one's like 17, 16, 15, all those rebounds and assists. Like, you're, you're bound yeah. to have a drop-off. And I even th- thought at times last year that it depended too much on Kobe White. You know where, where the other and was it uh, Nazir Little is yeah. that he came off the bench and yeah, ends played. up going yeah, early to the, in the NBA. Draft. Yeah. yeah, no, it was a super talented team last year, and they have Cole Anthony who who will be a top draft pick this year. But yeah, I mean, you lose your top five scorers from last season, and you're like, oh yeah, we'll just we're just Carolina. Like it ain't that easy. Whereas DePaul, who uh, beat Texas Tech last night in overtime on Fox Sports One, DePaul is nine and zero, and the reason they got all old dudes, you know, they got, they start a couple of juniors and a couple of seniors that are transfers. So, I mean, that's really kind of what it comes down to. Uh, tonight is Thursday night football and should be a really good game. Now you were pointing this out, Byron. It's, it's, it's really interesting. When we think of NFC matchups and rivalries, remember the bears and the Cowboys, though, not in the same division, like they're both NFC teams. They've both been around forever. But they haven't really had a ton of historic games. Like you can think, remember the catch was Cowboys and Niners, Niners and we've seen Cowboys and Niners in the playoffs a bunch, right? Yep. Um, there's been a lot of playoff games between the Cowboys and the Packers that I can think yep. of. Uh, the Saints obviously recently have been involved in some interesting games. Obviously, the Minnesota Miracle, and uh, you know, you go to last year against the Rams. There have been Rams games. I, I remember a couple of Rams games against the Bears in the 80s, I don't remember Cowboys-Bears meaning much in terms of how many meaningful, big, regular season or playoff games have there been between these two franchises. Yeah, me either. I thought maybe in the Bears' 85 season there was a game they went to Dallas and destroyed the Cowboys where it was like, "Uh uh-oh, this team is for real. But I don't think there have been any playoff matchups between this team. I mean, you could even say you know, throw the Redskins in there from the 80s and 90s. The Redskins obviously have a rivalry with the Cowboys, but they – would face the Bears maybe time and again, or they would face the 49ers in the in the mid-80s at times. Cowboys-Bears just never, while two proud franchises and, and highly visible franchises in the NFC, never really cross paths in big games. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Well, tonight's game to me is the drop ad game. 
the drop ad game. And and what that is, is, uh, and if you've been, and they still have this in college, although a lot of kids now, they take like their courses online. You, if you, do you know that? Like, why would you go to a major university and take a course online? Like the best part is going to class. But the drop ad date, you get, you get done with it. Get done with that third test usually. And you got to decide, is this the class I'm going to keep because it stays on my record? Or is this the class that I drop and I got to do it again? That's kind of where we are with Bears and Cowboys, but not with the teams. Not with the teams. It's more about two gentlemen in particular. With the Cowboys, you can't you can't get any hotter seat than what Jason Garrett has. Earlier this week, earlier this week, his owner, who's his general manager, came out and said that he'll be coaching next year in the NFL, but did not guarantee it would be the Dallas Cowboys. And the Cowboys feel like they have options, right? Jim Harbaugh may have worn out his welcome in Michigan. Urban Meyer, still not hired. Hell, Bob Stoops is coaching the XFL just down the road, and he turned down USC because they wouldn't give his assistants enough money. Ron Rivera's been to a Super Bowl. He's out there. Lincoln Riley. Like, I'm not saying that they're going to get all of those guys, but they could get one of them because they're the Cowboys. Every year, there's a long list of hot coaching candidates, but this one feels like the best list. Mike McCarthy's out there. That's not crazy. Not likely. I think McCarthy goes to Cleveland, but he's out there. He's out there. And if the Cowboys lose this game, nobody's blaming Dak or Zeke or the defense. They're not blaming Jerry. It's his money. He's writing the checks. He's done everything people have asked. Even though special teams has cost them games, they're not blaming special teams. They're blaming Jason Garrett. If they lose this game, it feels like the Cowboys look around and go, all right, that cat, that we, we can't pass this class. We're done here. And they mentally and emotionally move on if they haven't already. Same for the Bears. People aren't blaming, blaming Matt Nagy. They're not saying, hey, there's not like Allen Robinson's your best playmaker or, or Cohen is your, like Tariq Cohen. Nobody's saying that. With a missed field goal against the Chargers, they're not talking about their own kicking issues. Everybody knows they have them. It's Mitch Trubisky's fault this team is underachieved. Right? And the Bears have to feel like they have good options. Cam Newton could be available. Andy Dalton, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston. I mean, hell, you look around, there's going to be some options or you just go to a, a college quarterback who's available. They're not going to get Joe Burrow. But there'll be others that are available. And could they be better than Mitch Trubisky? Why not? Why not? Tonight's, the results of tonight's game will make a very difficult Friday for Jason Garrett and Mitch Trubisky. Because they're going to sit around, there'll be all these other teams playing, and they will have lost in a standalone game on national TV. And they know that the owner and that the, the powers that be, the GM, has options. And what is it Chris Rock says about options? Man is basically as faithful as his options. Right? Like, I really like Jason Garrett, but I love me some Urban Meyer. Right? Or I love me some Lincoln Riley or some Ron Rivera. You always go for the opposite of what you had. Jason Garrett was unproven, hadn't been a head coach. Ron Rivera's proven, has been a head coach. Jason Garrett, an offensive guy. Ron Rivera, a defensive guy. Or maybe you go the true, you know, you go to Lincoln Riley, somebody with a dynamic offensive mind. For the Bears, 
you went with a guy who hadn't played a ton of football and you moved up in the draft to get his athleticism. What if you get Marcus Mariota, who's been through the wars, been through multiple offensive coordinators, and you're like, you know, if we simplified things, he's still a very good athlete who can run, who can throw. Why not? Hell, Andy Dalton's played with some terrible teams. You mean to tell me he wouldn't want to play with this talented defense? Or Cam Newton? Like, we can pick out the flaws of Cam Newton, but Cam Newton or Mitch Trubisky, who would you take right now? If healthy, you take Cam Newton. And Cam basically will have not played football in an entire year to rest his body. He'll be as fresh and rested as he's been. Tonight's game is, you know, is a get out if you lose type of game. It, I don't think that's cra- I don't think that's crazy overreaction because it's not like we're two games in the season. It's not like we're three games. In the- we just had Brandon Whedon on who played for Jason Garrett and liked him. He's like, man, I have no idea how they're six and six. Could we point to the lack of kind of those gritty, you know, underrated players like a Cole Beasley? Sure. But at the end of the day, the buck stops at the coach and the quarterback. And Dak Prescott isn't going to be gone for the Cowboys. That's going to be the coach. And for the Bears, Matt Nagy's not going to be gone. That's going to be the quarterback. Whoever loses, going to be a long weekend. Long weekend. I know why Tom Brady and Bill Belichick aren't getting along. It's so simple. It's so obvious. I'll share with you next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. So excited about this uh, Ram truck reads. I like it. I love a good truck, man. You guys ever owned a truck? I've owned several. I'm just telling you, like the the trucks now, amazing. Simply, simply amazing. I think I've nailed it. I think I've gotten to the bottom of it. And everybody wants to be, you don't want to be expected Clouseau. That's a Pink Panther reference. Pink Panthers, and they were like slapstick movies. But arguably, like, greatest theme song ever. Remember the Pink Panther would also use the theme song for the cartoon? Uh, that's, like, one of the few things I could play on the piano. Da-dum, 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 Right? Um... The movies were, I mean, kind of like Mr. Bean, a slapsticky, whatever. Not my favorite investigator, uh, in, uh, Inspector Clouseau. I'm more of a um, Sherlock Holmes type, right? Right? Or you like, you just notice things that other people miss. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but I think his name is Steven, right? That's uh, Bill Belichick's son, who, like, we saw him for the first time ever. On a couple of these games, he's got a beard. He kind of looks like he's got a little like Joe Dirt's son sort of look to it. And then he sounds just like Belichick when he talks. Where he barely opens his mouth and doesn't change facial expression or whatever. It's like, man, he's doing a Belichick invitation. Like, no, he's actually a Belichick. So he works for the defense. And I think I figured this out. Ah, my dear Watson, I have figured it out. I think Brady... I think G. Brady is prideful and jealous. He's prideful because like, look, dude, I've been doing this for 20 years. I've been taking less money than all of my contemporaries. 
and you can't even find me some good wide receivers and get open? You, you didn't have a plan in place for Rob Gronkowski? Meanwhile, all you're trying to do is make your son look good so he can take over when his dad retires. That's what it feels like. It feels like the, the coaching version of daddy ball. Daddy ball is a real thing. It's not a real thing necessarily because, uh, because, it, it, because it is. It's because of perception. Like, look at Syracuse in basketball and how they continue to struggle, right? They're struggling this year, and one reason is daddy ball. Buddy Beheim plays for his dad. He's a sophomore. He's a good player. But how many guys who would have gone to Syracuse didn't go to Syracuse? Like, dude, no matter what you do, that kid's gonna, that's 35 minutes a game are going to be allocated for him. He's not as athletic as guys that would have been in his place. So their zone is, it hurts him at both ends, the zone and on the offensive end in terms of talent. And then all it takes is one or two wings to say, I'm not going because of daddy ball. And the rest of the, the rest of the recruiting becomes kind of a narrative. People are like, eh, we're kind of, Mike Hopkins is gone. That seems to be what's happening in the NFL. A little daddy ball there. Tom Curran from NBC Sports Boston. Reported there's a rift between Brady and Belichick, and the Brady's continue to take less money in return. They haven't replaced Gronk, and their best weapon is 34-year-old Julian Edelman. So, um, look, the reality is, it's not for lack of trying. The Patriots have tried to replace wide receivers. Mohamed Sanu, they went out mid-season deal. They, they drafted Nikhil Harry, who wasn't healthy, and... It's a lot to throw at a rookie. Rookie wide receivers don't do well with Brady. Philip Dorsett hasn't lived up to the hype after they traded for him from the Indianapolis Colts, and he missed the first two games due to injury. One of their best pass catchers has been Jacoby Myers. There's a reason he was an undrafted free agent. The four of the five highest-paid players on the Patriots are defensive players. Deb McCourty, Dante Hightower, Stephen Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore, excuse me, and Kyle Vanoy. You know, Gilmore is elite as a cover corner. Obviously, McCourty in that defensive backfield is sick. Kyle Van Noy and Dante Hightower, I mean, those are great great linebackers and fit their scheme. But when you put all your resources toward defense and tell Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels, you guys figure it out. Brady's pride tells him he can still play if he just has some dude around him. What's the point of me saving money if you're not going to spread it around around the offense? And I get, he's got to be jealous on some levels of what other guys have. Do the Chiefs have better weapons than the Patriots? Damn right they do. I mean, they overpaid to get um, Sammy Watkins, 14 million for Sammy Watkins. Why? Because you got to have guys to throw to. <clears throat> Sammy Watkins is your fourth best weapon. You've got a lot of good weapons. Tyreek Hill, Tra- uh, Travis Kelsey. You know, they just replaced their running back. Uh, what's his name? Williams got hurt, tore his hamstring after the year. But they're, they've been willing to go out and make moves and continue to replenish their roster. Look what the Ravens did. The Ravens know they have a quarterback that you need big tight ends to have a big pass catch radius. So they have three of them. They needed a burner to take the top off the defense to create the space because he's not accurate and un- underneath and short stuff. So they drafted uh, Hollywood Brown. And then they signed uh, Mark Ingram, a great downhill runner. Like, they, they built the whole offense around Lamar Jackson. 
The Cowboys, look what they paid for Zeke Elliott. Look at the trade they made last year with Amari Cooper. The Saints, I mean, is is paying Michael Thomas about Michael Thomas? Sure, but it's about making Drew Brees look better? Absolutely. You combine, you, you combine Alvin Kamara, who can play wide receiver, running back, anywhere you want, with the best wide receiver in the NFL, and it's going to make an older Drew Brees look a lot better. The Texans, the Saints, the Cowboys, the Ravens, the Chiefs, all the teams that will be in the playoffs have better skill position players that fit the quarterback's needs more than Tom Brady. He's like, look, it's not for lack of money. I'm not making $30 million. So don't blame me. Blame Belichick and the fact that Belichick probably wants to build his son's reputation up. Pride may come before the fall, but jealousy comes before destruction. That's uh, Gladys Tabor. And it feels obvious that whether it's keeping up with the Joneses and being jealous of other teams or jealous of the resources allocated to defense, Tom Brady's not happy. And that's what's amiss with the Patriots. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Let's get to Vegas, shall we? Give my money right. Are you tired of losing money every week? Yeah, boy! Do you want to be in the know? How about new? Well, we might not know, but Vegas always knows. Vegas! Bring out the bottles! The one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, R.J. Bell. Uh, pregame.com is the official lines provider for the Associated Press. You can follow him at RJ in Vegas on Twitter, or you can just listen to his radio show, Straight Out of Vegas, which uh, they do incredibly well, not only in terrestrial radio, that's what you're listening to us on now, or uh, downloads digital, because everybody wants to know what RJ and all of his guys up in Vegas think of the games of the night, the games of the weekend. Um, let, let's start with tonight. Feels like a huge game for both teams. What's the number as of now? Three with some extra juice on Dallas. So this baby was two and a half not that long ago in certain spots and up to three and now three minus 15. So three is such a key number. They don't just go from three to three and a half. What they'll do is start to mess with the money line with the VIG a little bit. So now if you want to play Dallas, you got to lay the three and lay some extra VIG. Uh, Okay. Um so what, what's the what's the extra to to those of us who are laymen like why oh, is it okay. why is it extra big? Because think of it like this is hmm, let's think of a good analogy. Let's say you're going to pay someone uh, your wonderful producer, right? I'm a fan of his. Let's say you're going to pay him both cash and days off, right? So he's getting days off. Maybe if he does a great job and he's getting spot bonuses from Doug, he just pulls out the roll. How much do you carry, Doug, on just a typical day? I don't carry cash. No cash? I'm not a cash guy. What happens if a poker game breaks out? I I, I can't remember the last poker game I played in. <laughs> I believe I'm heading to Vegas for the UFC fight next weekend, so maybe. I'll All right, have to well, make sure then. you got a little little cash. Yeah, I mean, when right. I go to Vegas, I have to have cash because you got tip tits. Can't be True enough. Can't and be the guy that doesn't tip tits. So here's the analogy: is you might say, you know, a day off is worth, um, you know, two hundred dollars. Let's say in your mind. 
So now all of a sudden, are you going to give, let's say he has a nice little bonus, but it's not a full day off. What are you going to do? You're going to take the second factor, which is cash, and throw him an extra 20 or whatever it ends up being. So in a way, with a point spread, you've got the spread that we always talk about. But then in almost all cases, it's minus 110, minus 110, meaning whichever side you bet, you lay the 110. But sometimes with three, they'll make you lay 120 on one side and get plus 100 on the other. So I I guess the only way to say it is you get a little cash discount if the spread warrants it. Okay. Um, Who do you like in the game? I like the Bears. Uh, the thing we got to keep in mind is one, the normal Thursday trends aren't as applicable because we've got a week off for these teams, right? Dallas played last Thursday. So did the bears. So not the typical, Oh, short week though. A holiday week, a little discombobulating, I think, especially for the road team, but not as big as usual. I just don't believe the Cowboys stats Tell the whole story. If you listen to the stats, guys, look at pro or uh, football outsiders, for example, DVOA. They look like Dallas is the fifth, sixth, seventh best team in football, a six and six team. And I agree. If the scoreboard's deceiving, if the stats say one thing, the scoreboard says another, I tend to agree with the stats in the long run. But man, when they are this disparate, this different, I think there's something else going on. Colin had an interesting theory about maybe Kellen Moore, the young OCs, getting out coached against the real good DCs. I think he might have a point. I don't know the answer. There's so much evidence, Doug, that the Cowboys underperformed their stats. I think that it'd be ridiculous just to assume they're going to play up to their stats this game. Um, okay, so you like the you like the Bears. Yeah, I would say this is a bet for me. Um, uh, one last thing about road favorites. A great discipline is add six points to the favorite and assume that the venue changes. It flips to the other team. So now Dallas is minus nine at home. No one is thinking, oh, that's a short number. That's a short number. They might like Dallas, but they're not going to think that's a crazy number. Here, it. because it's only three, there's a lot of that road favorite bias. That, oh, man, Dallas, just they just need to win. No, no, no. Road favorites are the trap of traps. The public is all over this one. 72% of the tickets on Dallas. I like the Bears. All right, I like the Bears. What's the pick of the weekend? I'm going to go with, and, and to me, you got to be okay looking stupid. That's one of the betting rules people won't tell you because I'm betting the Washington Redskins plus 13 against Green Bay. A lot of people could easily say... You're going to look stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Green Bay could win this by 35, no problem. You know something? I lose one bet. That's all I lose. But I believe you got a Washington team off a double-digit underdog win. Now, sometimes that leads to a letdown, but I think a team that's kind of us against them, this whole, we're going to run the ball, we got the old school coach, I believe this team, its energy is coming together, and oh, by the way, got their second running back, so a two-headed monster. What is Green Bay's worst defensive, uh, what do they stop with the least amount of success? The run. So what does the run do? Slows the game down. 
The question is, does Aaron Rodgers really have some great desire for margin in this game? The line's 13. Last week, he got a ton of margin against the Giants, so there's no sense of redemption or anything. And the Bears are next week's opponent. This feels like not a sandwich spot, but a spot where Aaron Rodgers would be so happy to win by seven. I'll take the 13. The Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of R.J. Bell. Pregame.com is the website at R.J. in Vegas. And, of course, Straight Out of Vegas is uh, uh, is the show that follows ours, which uh, R.J. and Jonas Knox co-host. It's, uh, and, and R.J. has his buddies in Vegas that pop on the show. It's a really wildly entertaining show. Um, there are some some games that have more importance than Packers-Redskins. I know you're picking the Redskins simply to cover. Let's start with Ravens-Bills. Uh, Ravens are a six-point favorite, so that means if you change venues again, same thing you just said about the Bears-Cowboys game, they would be a 12-point favorite at home. This one screams home dog to me. What about you? Yeah, I tell you, I hear you. First, I want to quickly say, and I know you don't like hearing this kind of stuff, but I got to say it. You know, I can tell you, Doug, you just said some very nice things about the show. We were so excited about the ratings and the growth, which is, listen, it was a chance to prove this kind of show, a gambling-centric show, though we have about half the audience not even gamblers, is what the studies show, is it's, it's, it can be popular. And we're so excited. But I'll tell you this, and this is the God's truth, more than a dozen times in pre-show meetings, we're like, this isn't good enough. I'm like, because I'm the guy that causes all the trouble. This isn't good enough. You know, Doug Gottlieb is our lead-in. Serious, dude, you're a legend. And to me, for us to have you leading in just validated the show and obviously helped with the rating. So I know you don't love this stuff, but I want to thank you. And I'll get quickly <laughs> to that game. I think that Josh Allen is trending upwards. I, I mean, it, I think this kind of narrative from six games ago and even beginning of the year, he was more accurate. If you look at the Advanced, the next-gen stats, he was more accurate than the year before his rookie year. But I think he's gotten better and better. And I also think that McDermott is a really good coach. He's probably one of the top two or three non-big-name coaches out there. Do you agree with that? Completely. So I love that concept, and I am going to lean strongly to the Bills. And there's one reason, and this is what's so deceiving. If you just look at the Bills against the run, their yards per carry of the opposition is not good for the defense, meaning the opposition does pretty well running the ball. Football outsiders, if you look at the rush number on defense, not that great. You might think, "Uh uh-oh, Ravens run? Bills aren't great against the run. But the Bills have made a schematic decision, and this is documented, that we can give up an extra half-yard running because we're going to prevent the big plays. And if you look at the number of big passing plays they give up or big running plays, very, very small, the Bills. So I don't think it's as easy as saying the Ravens can run because the Bills aren't good against the run because with Lamar Jackson, it's such a different scheme. What matters is the athleticism of the linebackers, and the Bills have some very athletic linebackers. So I think it's going to be surprising. This is next level. Yeah. The Bills do well against them, so I would lean Bills. Yeah, it's, it's more matchup-based than an actual statistical base. Chiefs, Patriots. Patriots are three-point favorites at home. 
But the Patriots against playoff caliber teams have really struggled, especially offensively of late. Can the Chiefs go in there and win? Oh, I tell you, this game, we had two of our pros, Brad and Fez, yesterday going head-to-head on this one. There's great trends, Patriots off a loss. There's also a trend that I uncovered off of two straight ATS losses, right, against the spread. They do exceptionally well. So the Pats bounce back more than any team this century. And this is a team that hardly loses. But when they do, they bounce back. But you look at this KC team. I was trying to convince Colin of this. He's finally coming around a little bit. Remember, he had Kansas City out of his top 10 a couple weeks ago. If you actually look at Kansas City, their defense is better than when they were 4-0. I think that's unequivocal. They have more of their playmakers back. So I think the uh, playmaking talent there is unequivocally better. And then the only difference was Mahomes when he was out and when he was banged up before, because there was about two games he was banged up, and then maybe the game he came back, he wasn't 100%. When you take out those games, Mahomes has had an amazing season. So now it's like if Mahomes is as good as he was in week four, if the offense has about one point more playmakers and the defense is better, new D.C., that tends to happen as the season progresses. I think Casey's better right now than they were when they were 4-0. Now, I know the record isn't better, right. but I think they're a better power-rated team. I got to lean Kansas City, but I hate betting against Belichick. No, everybody hates betting against Belichick, especially at home as they seem to try and figure some things out. The only problem with that that that, that don't bet against Belichick thing is that at, at some point, uh, at some point, they just don't have the players to do it. Obviously, the Cowboys uh, figured that thing out uh, when they when they lost in the fake punt going back, uh, excuse me, the block punt going back two weeks ago. Don't bet against Belichick in November. Doug, let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. Because this is what I'm asking everybody. Yep. Is do you think New England's defense is better by than you expected by a greater amount than the offense is worse? If you just look at one's better, one's worse, what do you think the net result is? Hmm. Um, I would say, yeah, the defense is better than I thought. Than the than I thought the offense would be bad. Yeah. So then, under that theory, this team's better right now than you expected entering the year. Yes, but I also think if you look at their their schedule was because their division is so bad. Um, and and look, they benefited. And this is kind of like Josh Allen got hurt, and got a concussion in that game. Otherwise, I think the Bills beat them. But yeah, they're they're better. I didn't. Well, I don't know. We we started the year thinking last year we thought they would be. Uh, they had a chance to be good this year because of the schedule we had. We thought they'd be really, really good, and they have been. You know, they just didn't have any outside the Steelers game. What was the tough game to start the year? No, I agree, and especially they were playing bad offenses, which I think obviously is a good defense. I just wonder, did Houston expose New England's D a little for lack of speed? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think, Ra- I think the Ravens exposed it as well. You know, they got big. They got bigger. This is the opposite of what you said about the Bills. The Bills have speed linebackers. They have bigger linebackers, and. The Ravens and the Texans both exposed them for lack of speed. That's a total fair fair analysis. And that means Kansas City should have a nice edge there. Absolutely. RJ Bell, check out Straight Out of Vegas. Show follows ours. Follow him on Twitter at RJ in Vegas or go to pregame.com, which is the official lines provider of the Associated Press. RJ, great stuff, man. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Doug. Pleasure is all ours. Is Tua ready to make the jump to the NFL? Find out next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. 
Every day this time, we get you updated on the stories of the day. We'll make our pick on the game of the night. We call it the press. The press. Dan Byer, what do you got? Doug Alabama quarterback Tua Tungavailoa has not made a decision on his future, but was asked if he's going to be a top 10 to 15 pick if he'd go. He said it would be tough to stay in school and not enter the 2020 draft. As for the decision itself... This isn't something that I can rush, you know, um, if... I want to play to my full potential. I know that I can't just come back and play on it as if it were my ankle. You know, so it's just something that I need to take into consideration. Yeah, there's that hip injury. He also said he suffered a concussion on the play that ended his season just Roll a few down weeks tide. ago. But top 10 to 15 pick. a concussion there too, huh? Yeah. Roll tide. Remember he had a bloody nose? Yeah, bloody nose, yeah. That was a crazy play. If he just threw the ball away or he wasn't in on that series. You know, he wasn't going to be in on that series. That was a crazy, crazy play. Crazy? crazy. Inside USC reports that the school spoke with former Oklahoma head coach Bob Stoops about the school's head coaching job. But the report says talks broke down over the amount of money that would be paid to his assistants. Yeah, the the assistant pool is a big thing. Should be pointed out that USC does provide a... uh, has in the past provided interest-free loans for assistant coaches. They can live in the nice parts of Manhattan Beach and... You know, they don't have to live in the tough parts of L.A. because money doesn't go the same as it does in places like Norman, Oklahoma. But uh, interesting, it, it feels like a... Remember when... Um, uh, what's the name? He died earlier this year. Spagnola? Oh, no, not Spagnola. What was the name of the coach of the Dolphins? Oh, Tony Sperano. Tony Sperano. Remember, he was coach of the Dolphins, and they went out and tried to woo Jim Harbaugh. He didn't take the job. They came back like, ah, Tony Sperano coached another year. He's a lame duck. That's essentially what they're doing at USC. Billion dollars. We touched on this in game time a little while ago, but Washington State today gave head football coach Mike Leach a contract extension, adding another year to his deal, so he's now there through the 2024 season. Arr, that's a lot of rum for the Pirates. Okay. <laughs> right. Vikings said coach. Four million a year goes a long way in yeah. the Palouse. Let me okay. just tell you. <laughs> for sure. Try to redfin that one for homes. I will right now. Go ahead. I'm going to see what the most expensive home is in um, in Pullman, Washington. Good. Uh, One other injury note to pass along. Dalvin Cook, close to 100%, according to Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer, should play against the Lions on Sunday. How about this from College Hoops? Kentucky and Michigan have agreed to a three-game series in college basketball, which will start next season with the schools playing each other in London. Who is that? Kentucky and Michigan. Wow, in London. Basketball? Yes. Cool. Yeah. And then uh the Weird, but cool. Play one game in Ann Arbor the next year and then in Lexington, I believe the year following That's that. So one, one, one and one. Yeah. All right, hold on. The highest priced home in Pullman, Washington. One point nine million dollars on nine oh it's just land, a nine point five acres. Oh, here's a seventeen acre home. In Pullman, Washington, 5,700 square feet, seven acres. It's nice. I'm not sure I'd be paying 1.4 mil for it, but it's a beautiful home, over 5,000 square feet. Like I said, $4 million goes a long way in the Palouse. A sexual assault lawsuit filed against Sacramento Kings head coach Luke Walton has been dropped by the accuser in L.A. County Superior Court. It was four months ago the NBA looked into the allegations and found no evidence and didn't find sufficient evidence to move forward. Now the lawsuit has been dropped. Did do some damage to Luke Walton, though, right? That's a that's a hard one. That uh, you you want it to just go away if you didn't do anything, but on the other hand, because it was front page news when it came out, you know. The uh, 
Other NBA news, the Palace of Auburn Hills started to be demolished this week, taking down signage around the arena. The actual uh, demolition of the arena will begin next month, but starting to uh, to take down the house that the bad boys built. I played there once. Funny. Played in the uh, Magic's round ball there. Oh. So, yeah. Oh. Um, contractors say that 80,000 tons of the Palace of Auburn Hills material will be reused or recycled. Okay. Yeah. So... Just another brick in the wall, right? (laughs) (laughs) The uh, Rangers will be wearing a new baby blue uniform in Major League Baseball next season. This was announced yesterday as the uh, Rangers unveiled their new unis. uh, Did you see the baby blues? I know your affinity for the color. I do love the baby blue Ranger uniforms and the baby blue caps as well. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say with a royal blue bill. I'm a a fan. What's old is new. Uh, These are pretty cool. Yay. And if you go to their website right now, 65% 65% off. Texas Rangers old school baby blue jerseys. Uh-oh, Christmas present for Doug. There you go. That's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. All right, uh, Cowboys, three-point favorites on the road in Chicago. Rhyme music, who do you like? Cowboys, bigly. Cowboys. Uh, what about you there, John Ramos? Oof. I'm gonna. I'm, I hate to say this. I'll take the Cowboys as well. Okay. Uh, Dan Byer always knows. Dan, what do you got? <laughs> I was about to take the Cowboys till I heard R.J. Bell, and uh, so I'll stay. With, I'll stay with Dallas. Wait, I was about to take the Cowboys till I heard R.J. Bell. <laughs> so I'm gonna take the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, but I'll just. Stick well, you with really it. value R.J.'s yeah. opinion, <laughs> no, don't you? I, I, makes me nervous. Uh, the Bears have quietly won two in a row against two terrible teams. I'm gonna take the Cowboys to win big. This is the Doug Gottlieb show. My picks tomorrow. Reminder, I've been on, hot, on fire in college. This is Doug Gottlieb Show. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.